Hello, and welcome to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. While there, you can join in the conversation about this show. Just search for Built Different Podcast in your internet browser. Here now is your host, Zach Clinton, on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Guys, I hope you had just a blessed weekend. It was so much more than just a long weekend or a four-day weekend, whatever it was. Guys, this is a weekend where we can go back and truly remember the lives of those who truly sacrificed it all, who paid the ultimate price for you and me and our freedom that we have today. I saw a little post on Facebook last night that was saying all the things that those who died, who risked it all, would have wanted you to do this weekend, such as going to the lake or kicking it back and watching your kids, having time with your family and your friends. But ultimately, they would have wanted you to live in freedom. That's the selfless act they gave us, that act of sacrifice. So it's a weekend, and Memorial Day is a day and a holiday that we can go back on. It's not for those just thanking those that served in the military or gave their service, but it's the ones that truly never made it out of their uniform. That's what we're celebrating. That's what we're remembering. That's what we're giving thanks to, are those men and women. And before we begin and dive into our Athlete Month and our series and introducing our very special guest today, I just wanted to start off by just remembering a story that I think really encompasses this Memorial Day theme. And also, it's a story that this podcast, its heart and its theme was built on. So let's go back. June 28, 2005, there was a four-man Navy SEAL team, Lieutenant Michael Murphy, gunner mate, second class, Danny Dietz, sonar technician, second class, Matthew Axelson, and hospital corpsman, second class, Marcus Luttrell. They had a vital task. The four SEALs were scouting Ahmad Shah, a terrorist in his mid-30s who grew up in the adjacent mountains just to the south. They were going to take him out because he was part of the 9-11 attacks. So they're on this crucial mission. And all of a sudden, things spun out of control. It was them versus this massive, large group of people. And it says that as a fierce firefight erupted between the four SEALs and a much larger enemy force of more than 50 anti-coalition militia, the enemy had these SEALs outnumbered. They had the terrain advantage. They launched a well-organized three-sided attack on the SEALs. The firefight continued relentlessly as the overwhelming militia forced the team deeper and deeper into this ravine. You guys know this story from the famous movie Lone Survivor. It's one of my favorite movies in the world. If you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. Look at the sacrifice these men made. As they were trying to reach the safety, the four men now, each wounded, began bounding down the mountains steep sides, making leaps of 20 to 30 feet. Approximately 45 minutes into the fight, pinned down by overwhelming forces, Danny Dietz, the communications petty officer, sought open air to place a distress call back to the base. But before he could, he was shot in the hand, the blast shattering his thumb. Despite the intensity of the firefight and suffering grave gunshot wounds himself, Lieutenant Michael Murphy 
is credited with risking his own life to save the lives of his teammates. Murphy, intent on making contact with headquarters, but realizing this would be impossible in the extreme terrain where they were fighting, unhesitatingly and with complete disregard for his own life, moved into the open where he could gain a better position to transmit a call to get help for his men. Moving away from the protective mountain rocks, he knowingly exposed himself to increased enemy gunfire and risked it all. He took gunshots. He took it all. He got back. But as he and many others in that Operation Red Wing did, they ended up losing their life for you and for me. They're fighting for our freedom. One of my favorite scenes in that movie, Lone Survivor, comes from this very moment. But right before he goes up and exposes himself to make this call, he looks at Marcus Luttrell. And Lieutenant Michael Murphy says, Marcus, remember, you're never out of the fight. It's a fight. Life's a fight. Life's a battle. There's things that come up that are tough. They're hard. I'm telling you what, they will put you to your knees if you let it. But you have to remember that you're never out of the fight. You can keep going. You can keep your head held high and just keep pushing because you never know what you're capable of until you try. So that is what Memorial Day is all about, remembering those people that so willingly gave it all for you and for me to live in the freedom that we have today. And I know our country has been in just some crazy times in the past couple of years. And a lot of people are concerned, some maybe not so concerned, but there's a lot of division in the country. But I don't care about the division right now. I don't care about the politics. It's a moment where we can all say, thank God that we live in the United States of America, where we get these freedoms to even express our concerns, to even express the different things that we're mad about or frustrated about. But just thank God for the men and women who serve for the U.S. of A. And I'm going to make a transition now to what this episode is going to be all about. We just came out of our Mental Health Awareness Series month of the month of May, and now going into June, what I want this to be is this is going to be an entire month of athletes. So we're going to be hearing from some of the most decorated Hall of Famers. These are the best to do it, in my opinion. And today, we're going to be hearing from a guy who comes from very humble beginnings in the Dominican Republic. He grew up with not much at all, but yet he became one of the greatest baseball players of all time in Mr. Albert Pujols. Albert now is the first baseman of the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know him. He's had one of the most decorated careers of all time, playing for the St. Louis Cardinals, the Los Angeles Angels. Now, like I said here recently, the Dodgers. But man, this guy is seriously one of the best to ever put on the uniform. And so it is truly an honor to have him join us, to have him dive into his testimony, to have him dive into just his faith walk and how he is the humble man that he is today. As I was sitting there thinking, I went on a mission trip not too long ago with the Liberty University baseball team, and I just saw some of the humble beginnings that so many people are brought up in there in the DR. And just to think how somebody can go from that and become now playing in the biggest ballparks, making all the money, the fame, the fortune, and yet remain humble, it's because they remembered where they came from. They remembered where they started. There's a quote by Michael Jordan 
that reminds me of who Albert Pujols is. It says some people want it to happen, some wish it would happen, but others just go out and make it happen. To go from where he was to get to where he is, obviously it was God-ordained. God gave him these talents. God gave him this direction for his life, and Albert followed his leading. But I tell you what, you got to be a go-getter. You got to do today what others aren't doing so you can do tomorrow what others can't do. And that is what Albert Pujols did. He went out and he didn't just chase a dream. He did everything relentlessly to make sure that it was going to happen. So guys, I hope you enjoy this episode with Mr. Albert Pujols. And that episode will be coming up right after this short break. We'll be right back with more after this. Imagine joining thousands of men, fathers, sons, and Christ followers coming together to worship God and learn more about the life of true adventure God intends for us. Hi, this is Jessica, producer for the Built Different podcast with Zach Clinton. I'm here to tell you that Ignite Men's Impact Weekend is coming August 13th and 14th at Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Scheduled speakers include baseball legend, author, and speaker, Daryl Strawberry, internationally claimed speaker, Rick Rigsby, author, pastor, and speaker, Ted Cunningham, president of the American Association of Christian Counselors, Dr. Tim Clinton, as well as Zach Clinton, host of the Built Different podcast, and so many more soon to be announced. Also, you can experience the Extreme Outdoor Expo and Kids Zone, two dozen workshops with the stuff guys love, from fishing, hunting, football, and more. There are very limited spots available, and this will sell out soon. Register now for extra savings until June 18th at ignitemen.net. That's ignitemen.net. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. Here's your host, Zach Clinton. Albert, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, buddy. Albert, let's go back. Um, let's go through a journey here. Let's take us back to your childhood. You grew up in the Dominican Republic. Can you just speak into those moments and into your family and so on? Well, I grew up in the Dominican Republic, as you know. The yeah. DR is a third world country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm actually the only child mm-hmm. uh, from my mom and dad. Uh, my mom and dad divorced at a young age. I was three years old when they divorced. So yeah. at that time, I started living with my grandma, who raised me, my dad's mom. Right. So... I think you might hear some article and people ask uh, interview in the past. They're saying they're under younger, so 11. Well, the whole reason they, they say that is because my grandma raised me and she has five girls and five boys. And my dad is one of them. Gotcha. And, you know, I was raised by my grandma. So I'm the young one right. in the family. <laughs> so I, unlike her kid. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it was, uh, it was a really tough environment. I think uh, it could have been worse. Like a lot of other people, I, I believe that if you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, poor. There's right. so many people that go weeks, days, month, maybe yeah. without food, you know, and, and struggling to try to find out. So uh, I guess I, we didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We weren't like, we were a little bit under the middle class. Right. I, I would say that. But uh, I think for me, uh, you know, even though it was a tough uh, growing up and challenging, but I think the love that I needed yeah. from family members, uh, I had it. Yeah. And I think uh, the education 
the passion and the love that I have for, for the game of baseball, the support from my family. I think those things uh, was really huge for me yeah. and helped me out uh, to be who I am today. That's amazing. That's so important to have that connection and those relationships. So I know you have a heart for the Dominican Republic. I actually was able to go down a missions trip two years ago with the Liberty University baseball team. And man, it was a blast just being able to go down to serve, to share our faith, but also to watch some incredible baseball, right? There's a lot of it down there. Albert, what are you doing though to stay connected uh, with the DR and how are you giving back? Well, giving back, as you know, I had the Pujols Family Foundation. Uh, we created the Pujols Family Foundation in 2005, mm -hmm. 05, 05, or 2005. And it was, uh, you know, it's something that I guess is a vehicle that we use yeah. uh, not to help people with Down syndrome and here in the United States, but as well as going back down to the Dominican Republic mm -hmm. and, uh, and give back uh, to those natives, you know, and don't yeah. forget where you come from. And, you know, through the foundation over the last, I would say, 16 years, right. we have created so many programs. We have built baseball field, home churches. Wow. I mean, uh, as you know, probably you you heard the name Bate, which yep. is B-A-T-E-Y. Yeah. I would say, I would translate that as uh, the slump, the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there those are the areas that we work. And we go down there uh, with the foundation twice a year. Mm -hmm. And just try to really uh, bring some light, you know, I guess, uh, where there's dark and, yeah. and, and really 16 years later, the transformation that I've seen on some of these communities that we work and we serve, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, give them opportunity to, to get some jobs and, and, and just help them out to, to become somebody in the future, yeah. you know? So, and I guess, you know, at the end of the day, we give all the glory to God, not yeah. ourselves, because he's the one that, that has our, our, our engine going through the foundation and, and really the fans, all the support from the fans and their money that they donate and trust the foundation for us to go down to the DR and, and, and really make a difference, you know, for others. It's, it's pretty amazing. So that's how I stay in touch. I know there's a lot of need. Um, mm. There's, you know, talking about when I go through this bate. I, I didn't even insist, yeah. you know, I, I didn't even thought that places like, like this is in my country and, right. and it does. And it just, it breaks my heart. So mm -hmm. every time I go, I come back with, uh, with a new assignment, a new idea. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, a sadness inside mm -hmm. me, you know, because it's like, I want to do so much, but you can only, uh, you know, help so many people. But I think right. uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's setting an example for others, you know. Absolutely. That's so good to hear and so encouraging because I've always loved not only watching you on the field, but also seeing what you're doing to stay connected and to give back off the field. Albert, let's talk mm. about something that we're both passionate about here. Baseball, right? <laughs> Sir, I know it's love and passion, but I've never seen a love and passion for the game like I did when I went down to the DR. Man, there's just mm. something different down there. So for you, Albert, what was it or when was it that you really fell in love with the game and when you thought, man, baseball could really be a part of my future? And what were who were some of your biggest influences in that journey? Well, uh, the biggest influence was my family, my dad. My yeah. dad, you know, I, I come from, you know, from a big family that loves sport. I mean, most right. of the women were doing volleyball, basketball. Mm. Uh, the men's were either playing baseball or, or softball. Yeah. So I guess... Like we always say, it's in the blood. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, I guess I, it, it was really easy for me to choose that sport. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, you, you, you've been there before. I mean, yeah. uh, the first thing when, when you turn one or two years old for your birthday, they give you a glove and pay you right. well if you, they can afford it. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a really, it's really easy for us to choose as the men's sport pretty much in the land. Now they got boxing and they got basketball. And I think they're playing some football. Um, but I think, you know, it was just something that I, that I fell in love with it. Yeah. And I think when I was around 12 years old, 13 years old, that I knew that I, you know, what I wanted to do. I knew that I have the talent and the ability, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. And, and I just went at it and, and I trust the skill. I trust the, the ability. I trust the talent at that time. I didn't have a, the relationship that I have with the Lord right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know his plan. I, I mean, and now I can look back, you know, 20 years later, to yeah. 25 years later, say, wow, Lord, you know, your purpose and your plan that you have for people. I mean, you will finish that. He mm-hmm. promised he will finish it mm-hmm. as long as we continue to obey and continue to open those doors and continue to represent him. And, and that's something that I later on, I find out uh, as I start walking with God, which is mm-hmm. probably the most important decision that I make in my life, you know, just surrounding myself and, and just trust God with, with everything. Yeah. So uh, for me, you know, at the young age, I just loved the game of baseball. It was about, uh, you know, my education and playing baseball because I believe that, um, you know, to be a professional athlete, you have to be pretty much lucky. It's almost mm-hmm. like throwing a quarter as a tail. Right. And, and you just don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I think education is something that you can really control. Mm. Go on to school. Those are things that you can really control. And that's something that I want to make sure that I do well. Going to school, mm-hmm. make sure I graduate. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Along the way, if I pursue my baseball and I make it, then great. But if I don't, at least I want to have a diploma and I want to have a good job. Mm-hmm. So, And those are the things, you know, as a young age, I, I learned all those principles. I learned all that. But uh, at the same time, man, it, it comes having a great people around you, friends, family, and people that care and love and love you, you know, because right. I saw so many things in my life. You know, my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in, in that tough environment. I know there's going to be a lot of listeners here. They say, well, you know, he had everything. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> you know, my mom and dad divorced at a young age. Hmm. I had to move from places to places. Uh, it was a tough childhood that I have, but I think... You know, I always talk to my wife about it that right now that as we get older, you get your life in those teenager years or 20s that you know what's right and what's wrong for you. So just because I grew up in those environments, that doesn't mean that I need to raise my family in that environment. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility right now is to be a man of God. And like the Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So try to serve the Lord. Uh, you know, every day and, and, and every decision that I make, even though I didn't grow up in that environment, that's something that I have learned, you know, in my world with Christ right now. Amen. Albert, that's some really good stuff. Cause like you and I both know baseball is a game of adversity, right? It's a game of challenge and it's all about overcoming that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, best of the best, they fail seven out of 10 times at the plate. <laughs> you know that better than anybody, right? Yeah. I mean, seriously, those are hall of famers. Albert, mm. what are some things that maybe baseball has even taught you about how to handle and battle through those tough times? 
You know, I think uh, as a young baseball player, uh, it was hard for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it was at the same time that I was walking with uh, my relationship with Christ. I didn't understand much. I didn't understand my purpose. Yeah. I didn't understand that it was more than just to be a professional baseball player, you know. Mm. So now I laugh about it because I uh. wish I would have knew then what I know now. But yeah. at the end of the day, I believe that the Lord... He never wants the worst for us, but he wants the best for us. But sometimes we have to go through some time, some go through some, some storm and some pain, so yeah. up and down to disappoint us to hard time in life. Mm. And we look at it and say, Wow, Lord, why me? Why me? Mm. And sometimes he gives us a glance of why, because yeah. he wants to take us somewhere else. Remember in the old testament, you know, when he told Abraham, you know, when he called Abraham you know, from his town. Yeah. And Abraham said, well, let me go and say bye to my parents. No, Abraham was obedient and he just trusted the Lord. Mm. He just trusted the Lord and he left, you know. Yeah. And and Abraham never saw the descendants. He never saw the promised never. land, you know. Right. But he had faith. Mm. Yeah, he knew that God was going to be with him. And when the Lord tells you something, trust me. You better move. No matter what, he will finish that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. That's right. And you, and you better follow. Uh, that's something that uh, that I have learned in baseball, you know, through those challenges and, and through tough time, uh, you know, but to to be a strong man and to have uh, a strong faith, you know, and, and to really grind and work on my faith. And, and I believe sometimes, you know, we go through those challenges for that. And, and yeah, it can be painful sometimes. It can be tough and it can be hard season, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, if you, you keep your eyes and you focus on, on the cross, mm. I think, uh, you know, there's nothing that we need to worry about it, you know, right. because God is in control, you know, a hundred years from now, you know, when these are be wiped out, I mean, you know, nobody's going to remember that, you know, but yeah. I think the good Lord will remember, you know, what you've done on this earth for his kingdom and his glory. So that's something that I have learned in my walk day in and day out and, mm. and I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's right. perfect. Nobody's perfect. All, nobody's perfect. We're all you broken. Know? Yes. Yes. And that's why we have a savior, you know, that came and died for us so we can have the best gift, eternal mm. life. You know, right. if you believe in her, you will have eternal life. And, and after that, he gave us our family, mm. you know, that we need to be leaders for them, you know? Right. And, you know, it's been, it's been a, a really amazing 20 years, 21 years as a professional. And yes, some challenges along the way, but hmm. I would never, uh, you know, if I had to do it again, I would never change a thing. You know, so, I always yeah. use this, I always use this illustration, you know, that if the Lord would have given me a thousand pages to write what I think my 40 years of my life were going to be, yeah. I wouldn't even come close <laughs> of this, but it, trust me, not even close. <laughs> so it's, uh, awesome. it's really a blessing and honor. And, you know, for those people out there, they're probably watching or, or, or listening to this interview. Listen, we're not perfect. You know, we're not, we, we learn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the best thing is that we don't want to throw either the first rock on people when they make a mistake, you know, we need to look at our mistake and know, is this the way the Lord will treat me or this is the way that the Lord will judge me? Mm. So, um, you know, we, we need to check our, ourselves sometime. Absolutely. Albert, man, going back to your whole career here, just a fun question. Who's a guy or two that come to mind pitcher-wise that, man, they just kind of had your number? You've had so much success, but there's got to be mm -hmm. a guy or two that they had the stuff that, man, 
couldn't even buy a hit off him. Who are some of those guys? Oh, I got some hits, but uh, tough guys <laughs> always. <laughs> tough guys are always the the guys from the bullpen. Those yes. are the really tough guys because you face those guys maybe once or twice during uh, the course of the season. But yeah. I think uh, if I need to pick a guy, probably a starting pitcher, I would say uh, Felix Hernandez, mm. Kim Felix. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I think you know I face that guy at his best. Yeah. And I face that guy still when people think that he wasn't at his best. He's still <laughs> one of the top. He's still good. <laughs> you know, three or four pitchers in the league. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would have to say him. And, mm. you know, earlier in my career, uh, Pedro Martinez, you know, that was another guy that was uh, really, really tough yeah. to face, you know. But, like, you know. There's so many, you know, Absolutely. great pitchers that I have faced, uh, you know, in, in my career. Mm. But I think, you know, uh, those two guys, I would say, that, that comes to mind for they, me. They both were unbelievable. And Felix, man, yeah, he has that breaking ball that just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Albert, I listed a lot of your accolades in the introduction. What are some of the defining moments that you go back on in your career that you just, just replay in your head at moments? What are those times? Well, for me, until last year, going to St. Louis, as you know, that's where my career started yeah. uh, for 11 years. And then, you know, I came out West. Hmm. I would have to say, you know, the World Series, um, you know, to be able to to play in that, in that level, to be able to play, uh, you know, in that environment. Hmm. Uh, I mean, having all cameras on you and yeah. People watching millions and millions of people. I think the Super Bowl is probably the oldest sport that people watch the most right. on those days. But like the World Series is right out there, you know. Mm. And to be able to perform in that level and, and to be able to accomplish a championship trophy that you work so hard in the off season yeah. and day in and day out and travel and, and, and miss birthday and all that mm. stuff, man. It's like when you raise that trophy, it's like yes, we did it, you know. And yeah. I had the blessing and the, and the opportunity to win, to be in three of them and, and one, two in St. Louis. So, mm. uh, but last year was pretty special for me, man. Uh, yeah. After eight years until I left St. Louis uh, to come here to West and play for the Angels, yeah. we were able to go back in the summer, man. And wow, what those people did for me in St. Louis, our fans. That's why I always say to right now, they're the best mm. fans in baseball. That's awesome. It was a really, really special weekend. Uh, for me and my family, That's uh, you know, and I would say that probably the only thing so far that had topped any accomplishment or any any gain or anything that I've done in this uh, in this in this game. That's awesome to hear, Albert. Let's dive mm -hmm. in, go away from baseball now, and dive in even deeper into family and faith. I know you're a big family man. I know. Um, that you have an incredible story, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your wife, Dee Dee, actually took you to church um, uh -huh. for the first time and was able to really help you in that faith walk piece. Can you just speak into how much Dee Dee and your children mean to you? Well, after the Lord, they mean everything. Yeah. I, I always have to dream the, the Lord, God, yeah. my family, my career, mm. you know, uh, that's, those are the things. But that doesn't mean they got my, you know, my family, my career, all those things the Lord is in him, he's involved in all yeah. those three things. Okay. But, you know, uh, yes, uh, you know, when we, when we start dating, I mean, she invited me after a month to, to go to church after a month that we start dating and she, you know, really, 
uh, was helping me out. And I think after two weeks after I was started going to church, I asked her, babe, what, what is that that they do, you know, at the end of service, yeah. the prayer call, you know? Yeah. You know, my my English wasn't that well at that time. I had to use translator, you right, know, right. at Kansas City Baptist Temple. So she tried to explain uh, the best that she could. And, mm-hmm. and she really put a, it really simple for me. It was either you either want to go to heaven or you either want to go to hell. And right. I told her, I was like, I definitely want to go to heaven. You know, <laughs> I don't want to go to hell. That's so right. um, a week later, you know, uh, you know, dedicate my life uh, to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I just surrounded myself and, and you know, let the Lord take control of my life. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it wasn't until I believe I got to the big leagues, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a year or two later, that I realized there's more than calling yourself a Christian or, yeah. or religious. The Lord wants a really personal relationship mm, with you. That's right. And and that's when I started digging uh, in the Word and started learning, watching all the uh, all my teammates that were mm. strong believers, like, you know, what is it on them that, mm. that I don't have? I mean, we believe in the same God, but what is it? And, and it was that, man, you know, when you just, you know, yeah, you say I do, but when you say I do, yes, you mean it, you know, and you start working, you start digging deeply, reading the word of God and just asking him to just open you, your eyes to, to give you wisdom to make the right decision for himself. And, and things that start changing in my life, man, you know, I got to the big league in one year. I signed yeah. in 1999. Um, 2000 was my first uh, professional uh, again, and, wow. and by 2001, I was in the big league. So one year in the minor league, man, it was it was everything just came so quick, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I, I felt at that time that I wasn't ready, but I was, you know, right. because I always, I'm a big believer. I'm pretty sure you like that, and yeah. pretty, I think we all that believe on the Lord, we know that God won't give us won't give us more than what we can now handle. handle. That's right, you know. So uh, I felt that I was ready um, with the baseball, uh, you know, piece, but I, I don't think I was ready in my walk. So yeah. along that area, along the way, I think it was in 2001, 2002, they asked me, hey, you want to share? We had a faith day at the stadium. Yeah. Uh, and they asked me, hey, do you want to share your testimony? And I didn't even know what was that, hmm. you know, and, you know, and I really learned that at the end of the day it's more than baseball god gave me this life and i'm here for a purpose mm. and i want to be part of his plan mm. and from then then on until now man is just trying to do his will uh trying to continue to grow digging into the bible reading bible story asking mm. friends for questions and, and knowing that i don't know everything you know whenever I, I read the Bible and I don't understand because that's a that's the fine the best book to read, yeah. but it's the difficult book to read. That's right, you know? it is. We had to read words over and over, and I think you know God reveals things through the Word of God uh, and through the Bible in a different ways. He yeah. might reveal something to me in a different way than He revealed it to you or mm-hmm. to others. So, and. Man, it just it's just a beautiful thing when you have that peace and when you have uh you know, when when you know that he's with you and and, and, and you're doing his will, it's yeah, it's the best things in life, you know. And, you know, so I think that's something that I that I had learned. Uh, mm. 
you know, and as as the year goes by, I got better, you know, yeah. and the best that I was getting in baseball, I want to be the best Christian that I can be, you know, and, and represent his kingdom. And that's what I done, you know, and learn from my mistake also, right. you know, and I think those those are those are the things because let's face it, we all make mistakes. We life. all make mistakes. Like you said, nobody's perfect. And what I love that you said is Christianity, man. So many people view it as a religion, but like you said, Mm-mm. it's a personal relationship. God just wants your mm-hmm. heart. He wants to hold on to you. Man, we all need a savior. Like you said, he, and mm-hmm. he can fill us with that hope. Mm-hmm. What is the word of God said that they will be surprised in the kingdom of heaven? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you can think like, oh, these guys, how do you know that he's a believer or not? You know, obviously yeah. we know it by the way that you represent yeah. yourself right. for him. You know, that's how, that's when we know when 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 somebody's walking with, with Christ. You can see the Holy Spirit. You can see the presence of God when somebody walks into I mean, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think, you know, those are the things that you and I and so many other people that follow you, uh, you know, do. Knowing that at the end of the day, man, it's about serving him and, I always use the illustration. I cannot take the World Series ring, the All-Star game, mm. the MVP, yeah. the money, the house. You know, when you die, buddy, yep. they just put you in the nice suit so you can look good for people <laughs> can come and see you in your casket. But at the end of the day, we cannot take anything take with anything. us. But you know, you know what we can take, man, is the great memories. Mm. And knowing that when we face the Lord one day, he's just going to say, great job. Mm-hmm. Good faithful son, great job, you know, and that's what we wanna that's what we wanted to have, you know, that when we when there's come a day of judgment, you know, we know that we end the book of life and, and those are the things that we need to uh, make sure. Absolutely. I absolutely love hearing that from you, Albert. Man, that's great stuff. Hey, you know, kind of just in closing here, you know that life is all about relationships. It's all about others. One day, Lord willing, you're going to get up on stage. You're going to give your Hall of Fame speech. And it's going to look something like, thank you to all of these different people. Or let me recognize all of these different people, right? Because you understand that piece. Sir, Mm -hmm. who are some of those people in your life? Besides God, my wife, my kids, Mm -hmm. my family, my friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, people... They are not afraid to tell our pupils when he's wrong and when I make a mistake. Those are your true friends. Absolutely. You know, and you need to recognize that. You need to ask the Lord to give you wisdom to recognize that. Mm. Uh, And I I care about those people, you know, just as much as they care about me. People there, they die for you pretty much. People that... They're not your friend because you you are famous mm. or because what you've done in baseball. They're your very friend because they care about you. And I have a, a, a full hand of those people surround me, you know, the prayer warriors, mm. um, you know. And, and I think as a believer, you know, yes, we have the Lord with us. But at the yeah. same time, you know, the Lord is asking us to, to really surround ourselves and camp you know, with so many others, believers and, and prayer warriors, yeah. you know, because the enemy will, will, you know, want to destroy us, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to, you know, one thing that he hates about us is yeah. that we are created in God image and he's that's not, right. mm-hmm. you know, and that's why he wants to kill us and destroy yeah. us. You know, remember when Moses, uh, you know, when the Lord speak to Moses and told him to go back to Egypt, you know, yeah. what did he told him, you know, Go talk to the oldest, talk, yeah. you know, you know, so mm. go get wisdom from there. That's the right. Lord didn't have to do that. 
because he he is the Lord. He's the king. He does whatever he wants. Mm. But he wants Moses to get the permission from the people that he has put in there, mm. you know. And he when you look at through the Bible, he's done that. Yeah. Joshua, Moses, Joseph. Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, mm. you know, everyone, you know, they can do whatever they want because they knew God yeah. was always with them, mm. you know. But at the end of the day, I think the Lord said that because they want us to respect, you know, the authority. He wants us to respect who God has chosen to put in there, yeah. you know. I mean, in Esther, I believe, Esther's 20, I mean, God is the one that put kings and take kings, you mm. know. And it's the one that, you know, the put president and take president in the world, you know. Yeah. We are the people, yeah, they're voting for, but at the end of the day, God is the one that put, you know, those people there. So uh, I'm going to be believer in that, man, and, and just make sure that every decision that I make and, and everything that I do, just make sure I'm really playful. And, and I, I make sure that I, not just me, but I, I get those prayer warriors around me and when we pray about it because I want to make, make sure that I, that I make the right decision. Mm. And when did I know that it's from the Lord? And mm. when did I know that I made the right decision? It's when I see fruit, mm. when I see fruit, you know, yeah. but when I don't see fruit, I knew that I, that I exactly. didn't make the right decision. <laughs> yes. You know, and the best thing is that his time is perfect and mm. our is not. And we better walk in his time and where he wants us to go. That's like right. he called Abraham, Abraham go. That's we better right. go. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be like Jonas, go west when he's going up to go east. <laughs> oh, man, Albert. Hey, do you have any more accolades or goals when it comes to baseball? But also, it's kind of a double-ended question here. When you finally do hang up the cleats, what do you think is going to be mainly your main focus? What's really going to drive you to keep going? Well, that's, that's a great question, man. Uh, you know, I have learned so much yeah. about this gang, and I want to make sure that I that I stick around and pass it to others, you know, mm-hmm. and to help them along the walk like I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. My job is to make sure that I uh, raise some strong Christian brothers or mm-hmm. sisters and, and share the gospel. You know, Roman says, uh, you know, that we need to go and spread the word of God all mm-hmm. over. You know, just like the Apostle Paul did. I mean, that's how we need to be. Uh, we need to finish the race strong. Amen. And and I believe in the middle of that race, and I want to finish strong. But I don't that's want right. to finish strong for our recruitments. I want to finish strong for the glory of God and His kingdom. And make sure that I bring a lot of people with me when I'm running that sprint, you know. That's right. And, and that's that's what I, I believe. that That is what I believe is more than the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I remember one of my friends challenged me years ago, Mark Cahill. Mm-hmm. He wrote several books. Uh, one thing you can do in heaven and one heart beep away. Those are the two books that yeah. he wrote. And he challenged me. He said, you know, I want this year for every guy to get to first place. If you have a chance, ask them what's the most important thing yeah. uh, in their life. And, and I started doing that. I started doing mm-hmm. that for many years. Uh, you know, and it's crazy what a lot of people would say to me, yeah. they would say money, they would say dog, they would say a lot of different things. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, you know, my relationship with, with Christ. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for those who say that, I would encourage them to do the same thing with their teammates and others, ask that, that same question, you know. And I would send a book the next day, you know, that Mark would have supplied me to and then give it to them and just explain to them, you know, hey, man, the most important thing 
that should be in your life, the relationship with Christ, then God needs to be in the center of your life. And then that's how you carry a conversation, you know. Yeah. And there's so many people that are witness to just the first phase and the 15 second, 30 second or wow. 45 second they were on base, you know. It was crazy, you That's know, amazing. it was crazy, you know, yeah. and, and I started building a lot of great relationships, yeah. um, you know, uh, for the future. I absolutely love that. I saw the interview on the I Am Second piece where you were able to ask that question. You shared about it. I mean, that's so important just to be able to use your platform. And like you said, being a veteran now in the league, being able to bring these guys up and remind them that baseball is just something that you do. It's not who you are. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. in closing, Albert Pools, when this is all said and done, Man, how do you want to be remembered? As a man of God who loved the Lord, mm. you know. Um, yes, and because I love the Lord, He has given me the talent, the ability to, and this platform as a baseball player yeah. to accomplish what I have done. But I think He broke, He has given me that so I can have, a, I guess, an easy path yeah. to get to know people. But I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a great husband who loves the Lord and, and represents Him well. Uh, through challenge in life, that's right. uh, and that's something that that I that I want people to remember. Not just that the guy that he home runs and all that. Um, yeah, that that thing's gonna blow away one day. And you know, when you retire, I mean, people doesn't look at you the same yeah. anymore, like that baseball exactly. player. You know, so. Oh, yeah. uh, but that that's a great question, man. Because I always say that, man, it's about representing the Lord and, and just do His will and yeah. and do it well. That's you know, right. and do it well. And do it well. Albert Pools, man, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing yes, your story yes. and your testimony. And thank you for using the platform that you have earned and that God has given you to help steward others toward Christ. Man, I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you, buddy, too, also, you know, because uh, for using your platform mm-hmm. that the Lord has given you, because uh, I think, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a professional baseball player. Yeah. You don't have to be... You yeah. can just be you That's and right. knowing that you need to do God's work, whatever situation you're in or, or whatever job you have, whether it's a, a lawyer, whether it's a, in an office, whether yeah. it's in a parking lot, whatever it is, man, you never know that impact that you can make yeah. on somebody. They wake up having a bad day and mm. just because you say hello to them or smile to say, you know what, can I pray for you today? Mm. You can never know, man, the life that, that you can change and the transformation. And those are believe as a believer, that's how we should walk. Okay. You know, we don't have to have a platform or a professional baseball player right. to talk about the gospel. Yeah. I mean, look at all the stories in the Bible. Like how many people did the Lord use? The Lord used King, yeah. Like yeah. King David and Yusuf, but where was King David? He was pretty much a nobody before. A nobody you know? before, exactly. Exactly. And, and it's so beautiful because mm. I, I think the Lord did that so we can understand, listen, I can use rich people. I can use people middle class. I can use poor people. I can use whoever I want. And my love for these people doesn't change whether you have money or you don't, mm. you know? My love is still the same. He treats us the same. He loves us so much. He doesn't love somebody more than he loves this. He loves us equally. Right. And I think, you know, that's how we need to be, knowing that we don't have to be a professional baseball player mm. to share the gospel. That's right. You know, we can just be ourselves and and the gift. Find out, and I think it's uh, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, talk about our spiritual gift that the Lord. Mm. Uh, give us find out what that get us yeah. 
for you and take advantage and go spread the gospel. And, you know, and that's my encouragement to the audience. That's my encouragement to the people that are seeing this interview is to take advantage of that. And don't think that, that just because you don't have money or because you have money, you cannot do those things, you know. You can do all things to Christ, my favorite verse, you know, Philippians 413. That's right. You know, so, you know, that is my piece. I love that. You can do all things to Christ. He gives you the strength. Albert Pools, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Thank you, buddy. Man, what I loved about that episode and just in conclusion here was you can tell how not only humble Albert is, but how much he's in the Word. I mean, how many times did he bring up different people in scripture throughout that entire episode of just people that have influenced him or people that have impacted him or people that he has related to in their different walks and their different stories, even though it was thousands of years ago. I can tell that the dude is grounded and he's rooted in his faith, built up in Christ, our Colossians 2, 6, and 7 theme verse. Guys, Albert truly is one of the greatest to ever play the game of baseball. He's not only going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he is going to be probably one of the best to ever play the game. He's a household name. He's somebody we all know and love. And I challenge you guys, go cheer him on here. We're not sure how many seasons he has left. This could be his last one. He may play a couple more. But guys, make sure when you tune in and watch the Los Angeles Dodgers play, make sure you're rooting a little extra for Mr. Albert Pujols. Albert, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Guys, we're going to make a transition here, go into our house call section uh, where my dad, Dr. Tim Clinton, will be answering a question from one of you. And that house call section is going to be coming up right after this short break. We'll be right back with more after this. Imagine joining thousands of men, fathers, sons, and Christ followers coming together to worship God and learn more about the life of true adventure God intends for us. Hi, this is Jessica, producer for the Built Different podcast with Zach Clinton. I'm here to tell you that Ignite Men's Impact Weekend is coming August 13th and 14th at Thomas Road Baptist Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Scheduled speakers include baseball legend, author, and speaker, Daryl Strawberry, internationally claimed speaker, Rick Rigsby, author, pastor, and speaker, Ted Cunningham, president of the American Association of Christian Counselors, Dr. Tim Clinton, as well as Zach Clinton, host of the Built Different podcast, and so many more soon to be announced. Also, you can experience the Extreme Outdoor Expo and Kids Zone, two dozen workshops with the stuff guys love, from fishing, hunting, football, and more. There are very limited spots available, and this will sell out soon. Register now for extra savings until June 18th at ignitemen.net. That's ignitemen.net. Welcome back to the Built Different Podcast. It's time for a house call. This segment features professional counselors in our circle answering one of your questions. Welcome into House Call on this edition of the Built Different Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Clinton. Today's question is, in your work uh, with athletes, what have you found to be the most significant barrier or battle to success? You know, there are so many factors that, that feed into reaching your goals and having success in life. But I think the number one thing constantly boils down to this, the head edge. We know this, the higher you go in athletic competition, the more the skill gap closes. At every level, people look more and more alike. 
And inside that, you're going to see two key elements that athletes battle with. First, there's an old Poga cartoon that says, we've met the enemy and the enemy would be us. The daily enemy, the daily challenge for athletes is me. The great ones that I've worked with through the years never compete against their competition. They compete against themselves. It's that daily effort to get better. Well, I don't focus on what they do. I focus on what I do. That's the key. To focus on what you're doing every day to make sure you're getting better and that you can get the job done. The greatest barrier to that honestly, is just simply this word, distraction. You got a daily enemy, that's me, and the big battle I have is the distractions that come into my life. Those things that take me off my focus, those things that keep me from doing what I need to do every day to get it done. And think about that battle up in the head edge just for a moment. Closing thought, psychiatrist Kurt Thompson said it this way, pay attention to what you're paying attention to. If you really think about that statement, pay attention to what you're paying attention to, you'll understand how that really matters in finding success and having success in this life. For this edition of House Call on the Built Different Podcast, I'm Dr. Tim Clinton. Hey everybody, to learn more about my dad, you can visit him at timclinton.com. Again, that's timclinton.com. As always, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week on the Built Different Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton. As we close today, we want to remind you about the upcoming Waymaker World Conference. This world premier Christian counseling event will be held in Orlando, Florida, September 15th through September 18th. Over the last 14 years, the World Conference has sold out with nearly 7,000 counselors, coaches, pastors, chaplains, and more, representing all 50 states and over 40 countries. To find out more, go to worldconference.net. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Be sure to join us next time for another edition of the Built Different Podcast with Zach Clinton.